All right, once again, we're looking at the doctrine of original sin, which is uh, part of the Calvinist doctrine of total depravity. Original sin is very closely tied into that, and T really stands more for total inability. So we're going to go down the line here and, and look at some verses that uh, supposedly back up original sin. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to look at what God said to Adam and Eve after the fall. Uh, because Calvinists believe that after the fall, not only were Adam and Eve uh, given a sinful nature, or they gave themselves a sinful nature somehow, but that all their posterity from there on out would have to be born with a sinful nature. And not only that, but each of their posterity is guilty for their personal transgression, for Adam's sin. Even though Eve's the one that sinned first, uh, they say that we're guilty of Adam's sin uh, because he sinned, and he was the man that sinned. And then they go the direction of uh, the covenant, that God made a covenant with Adam, and that if Adam chose to sin, his whole posterity would be called sinners, they'd be accountable for his sin, or they believe that this, that this sinful nature is passed down through Adam, by, through the semen, or through the blood, or some other means. Um, but let's, let's look and see, and uh, we're going to look at uh, Genesis, right on the board here, Genesis uh, chapter 3, and verse 16 through uh, 24. Let's see what it says here. Now this is, this is God after the fall, after the Adam and chose to sin, the serpent deceived Eve, she sinned, and then she gave to Adam and he sinned. This is God divvying out the punishments to Adam and Eve, what their punishments will be for sinning against him. It says, uh, and I, he already talked to, to the serpent, now we're, now we're on Eve in verse 16. To the woman, he said, God said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam, he said, because, of, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles shall bring forth for you. You shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife, uh, name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. The Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, and now let his, lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and placed cherubim at the east of the garden and a flaming sword which turned every way, every way to, the gar, to guard the way of the tree of life. So to Eve he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and, uh, and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children, your desire shall be for your husband, he shall rule over you. That's part of her punishment. And to Adam he said, curse the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and sisters shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. The sweat of your face, so he's, he's talking about these things he's given, but he never once says that your posterity will have no free will. He never once says that because you sinned, your whole posterity will have a sinful nature. He never once said that because you sinned, now I will hold each one of your posterity accountable for your sin. You know, that this whole old cliche that we're, 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 we sin because we're sinners, which is ridiculous and unbiblical. 
But, you know, most of Calvinists and Nobles say, at least say Adam and Eve had free will. So they had free will, but now their posterity doesn't have free will. It seems like God would have told them that. But God said nothing about that. And then uh, in verse 4, it says, uh, I mean, chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now Adam knew his wife, knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and born Cain. And said, I have, all, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, now this time his brother Abel. So she had Cain, then she had Abel. Now listen to what God says to Cain in chapter 4, verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And desire is for you, but you should rule over it. So here we have God talking to Cain as if Cain had some kind of free will. As if he had some choice in the matter to, to give in to temptation and, and obey sin and kill his brother Abel, which is obviously what he chose to do, or to rule over it as God told him to do and not give in to it and not kill his brother Abel. So Cain had some free will. But, you know, if, if, if anyone should have had a sinful nature, if anyone should have been uh, a sinner, uh, sin because he's a sinner, it should have been Cain. I mean, he's a direct descendant of Adam. I mean, he's right from the, the, the very womb of the first two sinners. You know, so if anyone should have had a sinful nature, should, he should have had the worst sinful nature there is. But God's treating Cain as if he had the ability to choose to kill his brother or not cho choose to kill his brother. But if he has a sinful nature, because he's part of Adam's posterity, then obviously he has no choice in the matter until he becomes born again or, or repents and trusts in Christ. But the fact of the matter is, God treated him if he did have free will. So once again, if, if you look at the, this, this doctrine closely, the doctrine of original sin, you look at Genesis 3, 16 through 24, and you look at uh, right after that, Genesis 4, verses 6 and 7, you will see for yourself that this doctrine of original sin is false, it's unbiblical, it's not, it has no biblical precedence for it. There's lots of proof text for it, but there's no real good verses for it to back up as a doctrine. So I encourage you once again to search this out for yourself. The Bible says you have anointing given to you by the, by the Holy Spirit. that You need no one to teach you. So stop reading these commentaries. Stop uh, listening to these teachers who, who teach this false doctrine. And search it out for yourself to see if it is true. God bless.